It's Monday, May 22nd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, if uh, if this wasn't rock bottom, I think uh, rock bottom is pretty close in sight uh, for the Guardians after uh, being swept in New York. Uh, three one-run games, and they lose all three of them to the Mets, uh, coming off a, a series in Chicago where they went, uh, went one and two. Uh, this is this is getting uh, harder and harder to watch as they're finding new ways now to to lose games with uh, with even you know their ace on the mound in Shane Bieber, and they still can't figure out a way. Uh, Bieber gives up a, a late home run to. Uh, Francisco Lindor, and then the, the sacrifice fly to Jeff McNeil in the eighth. And in a game that he pitched really well, uh, the Guardians still found a way to lose. Yeah, they are just, they're in a funk right now, Joe. They've lost 11 of their last 17. They went one and five on this uh, trip through Chicago and New York. And uh, just three crushing losses. Really, really hard hard losses you know they they had a lead late in each game and and blew it and uh you know the bullpen uh, is responsible for two of those losses and uh you know Bieber just ran into some bad luck uh in the second in the nightcap Sunday night uh you know Lindor with a check swing uh, single that he wasn't even trying to swing at he just kind of reacted and you know it looks like a you know picture perfect perfect uh, hit and run you know, from the outside looking in, but it was it was pretty much an accident, and that's the way uh, it's going for the Guardians. You know, everything that went right for the Guardians last year uh, is kind of coming back and biting them this year. Well, you sort of look at uh, you know through 46 games last year, uh, I think the Guardians were were 22 and 24. They're 20 and 26 right now, uh, but. Even that in in one run games till this point last year they were uh, I think they were like eight and seven uh, and now they've they've played like twice as many one run games uh, and uh, at this point they're like nine and thirteen uh, in in one run games it's it's really just uh, you know their ability to win in close situations in these one run games is it's really sort of gone away and the, the bullpen is now being exposed as well. Uh, Manuel Classe again gives up a, a blown save uh, and uh, James Karinchak on Friday night, uh, the grand slam to Pete Alonso uh, really put them in a, a in a tough situation. Uh, it's, it's been, you know, a, a real rough go for uh, the bullpen as of late. Yeah. You know, Karinchak gives up uh you know, comes in, inherits a bases loaded, no out situation in the seventh inning Friday night. Uh, you know, Sam Henkes loaded loaded bases without recording an out. And, uh, you know, Karen Shake goes three and one on Alonzo, you know, the, uh, the MLB's top home run hitter. And then, uh, you know, throws, uh, you know, a three and one fastball down and away. And, and Alonzo just cranked it. And, uh, you know, that's his, the sixth home run Karen check is allowed. He only allowed two last year. Then, uh, you know, in the first game Sunday after Saturday's game was rained out, uh, you know, Jose Ramirez gives him a four, three lead with a two run homer in the eighth. And, uh, Trevor Steffen comes in and, uh, in the bottom of the inning gives up a two run homer to uh, a Starling Marte and they lose four, three. And, you know, um, you know, Stefan only allowed three home runs last year. He's given up four this year. Um, you know, the long ball has hurt him. And I just think, uh, Joe, 
this this bullpen is pitched in so many tight games. Like you were saying, they played 22 one-run games. They've played almost 50% of their games have been decided by one run. And, you know, you, you know that that is bound to take a toll, especially if you keep going to the bullpen. And, uh, you know, I think you, we're seeing that right now. We're just seeing that, uh, you know, I don't know if, if – you know, I just think, you know, that, that tension, that pressure, you know, in, when you don't have any wiggle room that really kind of comes back and can hurt you on the mound. Yeah. And it, you know, off the field in the clubhouse, you know, away from things that they're, they're pretty loose. They're, they've, they've got, you know, good attitudes, positive, you know, vibes going, but you know, once they get on the field, it's it's about producing and performing, and they, they just haven't been able to do that to this point in those tight situations. Uh, they're, they never feel like they're really out of a game either, uh, and that was sort of the, the feeling we got, you know, in the second half of last season, but it's just not being able to get over the hump anymore, and it's because the offense just isn't isn't producing. I mean, Terry Francona said, you know, we're we're among the best base running teams in the league, but we don't have anybody on base to 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 have that show up and 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 be, uh, you know, a, a positive, uh, you know, thing for us uh, that that's sort of the the, you know, this this cycle, it just keeps repeating. They take an early lead and and then can they hold on to a one run lead when Jose Ramirez gives them a, a solo home run early? And you just kind of you kind of know when you get this feeling that. Uh, you know, that one run isn't going to be enough and they don't have the ability to add on. Yeah, I mean, when, you're not going to win a game, many games, one to nothing. You got to add on. And they, they have, like you said, Joe, they have failed to do that. They failed to put any kind of consistent offense together. I mean, they're still what, if they're not last in the, in the big leagues and runs scored, they're, they're, they're second last. You know, they're, they're somewhere at the bottom and, uh, it, you know, they're like, I don't know what uh, like in 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 run games where they've scored three or fewer runs, they're about like three and nineteen or some ridiculous number like that. It's just uh, you know it's it's a brutal way to play baseball, and uh, you know I just you, you just wonder how long you can keep playing these tight games until you know you kind of hit the wall and uh, you just kind of okay maybe this isn't our year. We start, uh, you know, you kind of take a step back and you start looking at young kids again. Well, I guess you can't look at too many young kids because they're already up here. But, but, uh, you know, you know, unless this turns around, that's what, that's the direction we're headed, Joe. And I think, uh, you know, you, you could see some uh, veteran guys get traded. Uh, second last to Detroit in run score. The Tigers have scored 157. The Guardians 164 tied with Miami for the second fewest runs scored in baseball. Uh, batting average uh, one point uh, better than the the Tigers who are dead last. Uh, 227 team batting average. The Guardians 228. Uh, slugging percentage uh, worst in 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 all of baseball. Uh, 343 uh, and by far the fewest home runs. A uh, total of 28 home runs. Uh, the Tigers. Uh, next, or I'm sorry, the Nationals, uh, next closest with, uh, 34, uh, home runs. So, uh, yeah, the ball's not leaving the ballpark. Uh, the runners aren't getting on base and, and this hasn't just been a, you know, one week slump thing. This has been pretty consistent throughout, uh, you know, since the beginning of the season, uh, their inability to score runs, to create runs, to cash in opportunities because they've gotten guys on base and, 
and been in situations where, you know, bases loaded and, you know, two outs or, you know, things like that, that they, they just can't come through with those big hits consistently that they were coming through with putting pressure on defenses like they did uh, at the end of last season. Uh, can Bo Naylor be the answer? Can the rookie uh, catcher who got called up as the 27th man in yesterday's uh, doubleheader uh, got what one at bat in the early game uh, and, and then didn't get back on the field was there sort of as a backup in case Cam Gallagher's uh, hand was, was too dinged up to, to be able to, to play, but he, he made it through the game. Uh, they have a, a decision to make here prior to, to this uh, series opening against the, the White Sox. Bo's with the club. He's on the 40-man roster. You, you could send out David Fry. You could send out, uh, you know, Tyler Freeman, but all he's done is hit the ball at every opportunity he's gotten. Uh, could Bo Naylor be a, a difference maker if he, he's given an opportunity to, to just come in, step into the lineup, and, and keep doing what he had been doing down in Columbus? I think he could, Joe, but I, I don't know if they believe he's ready. You know, they keep talking about his throwing. He has, he's had problems throwing guys out. I mean, but that's nothing new with any of the Cleveland catchers. I mean, you know, no yeah. one's thrown anyone out. I mean, Gallagher threw out a couple guys, you know, uh, you know, in, in, on Thursday in, in Chicago, but you know, it's not like Zanino and, uh, and Gallagher are, you know, the second coming of Johnny Bench. We haven't seen that. So yeah, they very well could put, uh, Naylor in the lineup. I think they'll send him back down, Joe, because they would have to put somebody on the, uh, IL or, or create a spot. Like you said, maybe send Fry down, um, but uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I just got the impression that Bo Naylor was this was a one day, uh, this was a day trip for uh, for Naylor, and that he was going back to Columbus. But I could be wrong. Yeah, if you're gonna bring Naylor and and put him up here, he's got to play. You've got to play him, you know, yeah. uh, several, you know, two out of every three games in the series or something like that. Uh, and you're right, the argument that his defense isn't there. I think is is pretty thin because there's there's no defense being played, not just, you know, inability to throw runners out, inability to block balls, inability to to, to make plays defensively. Uh, I, I think he's got younger legs than than both of, uh, you know, Zanino and and Gallagher. I think he could he could give you something there. But, uh, it, you know, it's probably calling pitches and calling the game and handling the pitching staff that's more of uh you know a concern maybe not a you know, there's a lack not a not a lack of confidence but you know obviously you you don't want to send a message to your pitching staff that you know uh, you're, you're running a rookie out there every every game for for Shane Bieber maybe you maybe you keep Cam Gallagher as uh as Shane Bieber's uh personal catcher and then uh let Bo Naylor catch uh guys like Tanner Bybee and uh Logan Allen when they're in the rotation because he's used to them at, at, at AAA. Uh, yeah. So we'll wait to see, uh, you know, coming in the next couple hours here, what the, uh, what the moves are to get Hunter Gaddis on the roster, because he's going to start uh, tonight's series opener against the White Sox and uh, the White Sox who were, were limping when the guardians went into Chicago. Uh, they had 15 wins and, you know, looked like they were just in, in a miserable spot. Uh, they're up to what 19 wins. They went four and one since uh, that first game against Shane Bieber. And now uh, they're breathing down the guardians neck uh, for third place in the American league central. Yeah. They're two games back of uh, Cleveland uh, and they're coming on Joe and, uh, and they really kind of beat up Cleveland last week. 
at Guaranteed Rate Field. What, they had like 24 combined hits. They had six home runs and taken two out of three against uh, the Guardians. So uh, this is a team that can hit, and they're getting better. Uh, the one uh, drawback, I guess, you know, Mike Clevenger was uh, placed on the injured list uh, Sunday with a sore right wrist. He was scheduled to uh, to uh, start Monday night or tonight against uh, Cleveland, and he beat them over in Chicago. Uh, some uh, Jimmy Lambert, I think, is replacing him. I, right. I don't know too much about him. Yeah, he's two and one, a six twenty three ERA, twenty uh, some strikeouts. But uh, Jimmy Lambert will get the start right hander against. Uh, Hunter Gaddis tonight. Uh, so maybe we will see some runs scored, uh, in a ball game, uh, tonight. Hopefully not too many against, uh, Hunter Gaddis and the Guardians. Uh, going back to the series in New York and just the, uh, you know, the different storylines, the drama and all that. Uh, you know, things started out pretty well, uh, on Friday, uh, against an old friend in, uh, in Carlos Carrasco who looked coming off the injured list himself, uh, you know, looked pretty shaky, but was able to give Showalter you know, five plus innings, uh, Josh Naylor greeted him with a three run home run. And, uh, you know, you thought, wow, you know, it, it kind of tugged at your heartstrings, you know, not this way, not against cookie, but, uh, uh, you know, the Mets actually rallied in that game and it was Lindor with the walk-off single, uh, Friday night. Uh, what was the, uh, what was the feeling around Francisco Lindor, uh, you know, Carlos Carrasco getting to see those guys and see them interact with, uh, their former teammates. Well, you know, it, it was really cool, uh, Joe. We went over, you know, so, uh, a couple of the writers went over to the Mets uh, clubhouse after Friday's game, and uh, you know, Carlos talked to you know, talked to us for a long time, and uh, Lindor was great. Uh, you know, they both you know have great memories of Cleveland. Uh, you know, they uh, you know they have they they said they don't know no know too many no many players anymore on the team, but they know all the coaches and. Uh, you know, they were, uh, you know, text messaging with them and they said they were going to go talk to him the next day. But Saturday was rained, rained out. So I don't know. I would imagine Car- Carlos went over and talked to him Sunday, you know, maybe Terry uh, Francona and a couple of the players. I, I don't know what what Lindor did. I know Lindor texted had texted uh, Francona, but they said uh, they said all the right things. Uh, you know, Lindor was asked about being criticized by uh by Jason Kipnis for the lack of leadership. And he, you know, took the high road there, but I like what his wife said, Joe. He, <laughs> Lindor didn't say anything, but his wife, certainly she yeah, weighed his in wife and, jumped on Twitter. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, and Kipnis, you know, apologized. I thought that was, that was pretty big of him. I think, you know, we all say stuff that, you know, we regret. And I think that was, that was, Kipnis did that, but he, you know, he, he, he stayed in, he hung in there and, and said uh, that was a terrible take on my part. Yeah. And, you know, he admitted that and, you know, anybody who wants to criticize him after he apologized, uh, I, I think it, uh, he knows, uh, you know, what he said and he, he, he understands the, the situation. I think, uh, it, it's obvious that there, there was not a, uh, a lot of, you know, deep, friendship, warm feelings between the two guys. But, you know, when they were here and they were playing together, uh, they, they certainly won a lot of ball games and, and uh, meant a lot to, to some people. So uh, to, to see them at least be civil towards each other after that was uh, was a positive. Uh, as far as uh, Jose Ramirez and, and Francisco Lindor, you know, homering in the same game last night, that was something we, uh, you know, we gotten used to seeing for a long time, the two of them hitting home runs in the same game. 
uh, now just doing it for for opposing teams. And I think uh, when Frankie was rounding the bases last night, uh, they were commenting on each other's uh, cleats and, and sneakers, the color <laughs> schemes and the, uh, you know, so so some things never change. Uh, Lindor and Ramirez homering in the same game and trying to one up each other in terms of uh, fashion sense, I think, was a. Uh, was a, a nice little highlight takeaway from the uh, the night, even though the Guardians lost. Yeah, definitely. And Lindor, you know, I think New York's the perfect city for this guy, uh, Joey. Lindor looks like a movie star to me. Like, uh, you know, he's got he's got the bandana, he's got the hair, he's got the jewelry, he's got the earrings, you know, and still, you know, says all the right things. You forget how polished he is, you know, with the media and reporters. Nothing seems to re- really rattle him. Uh, and uh, I think he's found a home with, in New York. I know he's he's kind of been up and down a little bit statistically, but he's he's a star. He's a he's a star. Yes. He got what he wanted. What's the uh, the setup there in uh, at City Field in his in the in the clubhouse, the home clubhouse there? Does he have like his own like throne room or anything? Is it uh, <laughs> you know he's got the good locker and all that? Yeah, he's got the good the good the good corner locker right next to the door. It's a little bigger than everybody else, so yeah, he's he can make the fast getaway, you know. So yeah, but, yeah he, he's got make, like when you when you make three hundred forty million dollars, they uh, they give you the extra couple inches on the uh, the locker. <laughs> uh, but a nice but you forget how, I, I forgot how nice a guy he is he's he's pretty personable he really is he didn't give you a hard time when he saw you no no, we, no we, we, there you go no yeah, it was good well you must you must have left an impression on him Hoynesy. Uh, i'll tell you what that's that's a there's one okay there's uh, the one. yeah there's there's one uh so yeah uh you know this weekend uh you've got this this starts a, an important week, an important stretch for uh, the Guardians. You know they they have to win this series against the the White Sox. There's just no no two ways about that. And then you've got the Cardinals coming in, who've been playing better of late after really really struggling to open the season. Uh, and this is one of the you know a, a team that a lot of people pick to win the uh, the National League Central. Yeah, you know they have they have gotten their act together. They're playing better. You know everyone thought they would be a uh, you know, a contender, Joe, you know, they all, they always are, you know, the Cardinals are just, they're always there, but really struggled at the beginning of the year. And, uh, you know, but uh, they're coming back in kind of like the, uh, the, the White Sox, you know, they're, they're getting, they're getting their act together and they're playing, playing much better. And, you know, this is going to be a test uh, for Cleveland. Cleveland has got to find a way to uh, you know, come back and get get their nose above water and and go from there, Joe. They they had a team meeting last night. You know, Francona uh, talked to him, and um, after after you know losing the nightcap two to one, uh, you know, just said you know we you know you have meetings. He he told us you know told the reporters he said you have meetings. Not when you're when you've won eight in a row, but when you're going through something like this. This is where you find out what kind of you know players you have, what kind of uh, kind of character this, what kind of you know what kind of foundation the team has, and uh, we're going to see it. We're going they're getting tested now, Joe, and and this is uh, this is kind of uh, you know this is go time. You know now we find out just what kind of team they are. All right. Well, we'll look forward to finding that out as this series opens up uh, tonight at Progressive Field. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday. All right, Joe.